Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm online with today's guest. Now, just before we get started, uh, we're just coming up to the Festival of Innovation, which I've been talking about. Um, I'm going to be interviewing guests for the podcast in front of a live audience. It's part of the uh, the Festival of Innovation, which is taking place on the afternoon of Wednesday, the 6th of October, 2021, at the Coach House Theatre. So if you'd like to join us as part of the audience, it's free to attend, but places are limited, so you'll need to register in advance if you go to ttc.festival-innovation.com which is a custom link for the podcast and that'll take you to the booking page and I'll pop that in the show notes and the festival itself the festival itself runs from the 4th to the 9th of October so check out some of the other events on the website while you're there okay on to today's guest at one stage in her life she felt that she'd burnt out and had no purpose to the point where she considered taking her own life. She'd reached a crossroad. Was she going to continue down the, on the downward spiral of poor mental health or was she going to take responsibility for her own well-being and ultimately her destiny and reinvent herself? I'm pleased to say she chose the positive route and created her own business, Advance Your Wellbeing, providing coaching and training on interpersonal skills. As well as running her own podcast, she's now an author and her first book, Burnout to Bold, comes out today, if you're listening on the day this episode was released anyway, and if not, it's already out. So she is Marie Jenkins of Advance Your Wellbeing. How are you doing, Marie? Hiya, Dan. Uh, I'm awesome, actually. Thank you very much for inviting me to be a guest today. I've been an avid listener of the Thrive Three Counties podcast, so it's actually very special that my first being on a podcast as a guest is with you so thank you very much (laughs) oh well no worries and yeah I wanted to start actually by saying thank you for all your support and everything because uh yeah you've been amazing really like you know every Friday you've listened to an episode and then put a post up on LinkedIn and about which one you listen to and uh tag the guests in and everything and uh, I really appreciate it thank you my pleasure cool um so just before we get started, your website is advanceyourwellbeing.co.uk. So people can go there and, uh, and check you out, check out the services you offer and everything. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing. No worries. No worries. Cool. Right. Let's get started. You, where did you grow up then, Marie? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I was born in Smallwood Health Centre, which is in Redditch, Worcestershire. Uh, I lived there all of my life up until I was 21. And then I moved Mm -hmm. over to Rubri, which is just on the edge of Bromsgrove. So still in Worcestershire. So very much born Mm -hmm. and bred in Worcestershire and, and pretty much stayed here other than the holidays, etc., but pretty much been based in and around Worcestershire all my life. Okay, okay. You like Worcestershire then? <laughs> <laughs> I just think being here in the heart of the UK, it's just such a fantastic place to be in relation to being to, able to explore the other parts of our wonderful counties, basically. So... I just think, you know, yeah. I'm on, right where I live in Rubri is right on the edge. So I've got Birmingham across the road, literally across the road, and I'm in mm-hmm. Worcestershire. So I, ju- I just like it because I've got some fantastic countryside on my doorstep. So I've got the Waisley mm-hmm. Hills, the Icky Hills, the Clent Hills, literally on my doorstep. But if I want to, I can also step into the city, be it Worcester or Birmingham so I, I do yeah. I do really love where I live yeah you've got the best of both worlds and then access to the rest of the country I suppose pretty easily as well on the trains and and everything 
absolutely, absolutely. And I'm I'm a real uh, keen cyclist as well. So uh, it just means that I can sort of plot routes all around. And there's so many um, NCN routes that are available mm-hmm. that are right within my vicinity. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great place to be. Yeah, cool. M- MCM, did you say? NCN, National Cycle Network. NCN. It's part of the Strains ah, okay. uh, network. So they're really easy to follow, actually, Dan. So if, you, if you're a cyclist, yeah. and particularly for family yeah. cycling as well, it's brilliant because a yeah. lot of the routes are off the main roads and in lovely countryside, so a lot safer for families. So I follow a lot of those, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think I've seen some of your posts on LinkedIn and stuff about your uh, cycling endeavours. <laughs> you go pretty far, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> well, I've, I've done a number of bike tours now. My biggest one um, is called... I feature it in my book, actually. I called it I Cycled a Monkey. Right. <laughs> Purely <laughs> because I cycled from my house in Rubri to Land's End. Um, and I did wow. that on my own. Everything on my bike, my tent, my sleeping bag, my food, my water, pretty much self-sufficient. Yeah. Uh, and I, I cycled there, and that was my biggest one yet. I mean, I've done a number of other ones like uh, Coast to Coast and Glasgow to Inverness mm-hmm. and all sorts around Devon and Somerset, all around there. But that was my biggest cycling achievement to date. Wow. But I have got other. Yeah, that's, that's pretty epic. That's pretty <laughs> epic. How many miles was that? It, well, hence why it's called I Cycled a Monkey in my book. <laughs> it's 500, yeah, it's yeah. 500 miles. <laughs> wow, wow, okay. Yeah. Wow, and how so many miles each day? Uh, well, it varied really because um, <laughs> what I found is when I set off from Rubri, um, a lot yeah. of the route is, is fairly flat, but as you get towards mm-hmm. more Cornwall, it's a, like Devon yeah. in particular yeah. is massively hilly. Yeah. So it varied. And I, I just listened to yeah. my body and listened to my state of mind and decided each day. I would have a goal. Yeah. But, you know, I was flexible. I was flexible. So that okay, yeah, is gotcha, awesome. Gotcha. So you didn't, like, you didn't sort of have to reach a, a campsite. You know, you could just kind of stop anywhere and uh, find a place. <laughs> well, funnily enough, uh, you say that, Dan, because I arrived in Falmouth. I come over on the ferry from St. Moore's and I arrived oh. into Falmouth and I'd had a particularly really good day cycling up lots of hills. And uh, I went into the Keys yeah. there, which are just incredible because they've all been regenerated and I had a lovely meal. And then I just thought, I need to sleep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was... I was Trying to find a campsite like that was very close to yeah. the centre of Falmouth and I couldn't find one. And do you know what I ended up doing? <laughs> Go on. I ended up I ended up knocking on this guy's door that had got a couple of caravans in his back garden and said, Excuse me, do you mind me uh, pitching up my tent? And the guy was so lovely, he let me he let me put my little uh, tent in his garden. And uh, he let me use his uh, his toilet facilities, which was so lovely. So I met some wow. amazing people along the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. Well, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Excellent. Sometimes Excellent. it's just about asking people what I found. As I'm yeah, yeah. Route. You know, yeah. people people are very open. So, yeah, so that, that was a bit of an adventure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's very true, isn't it? Do, do you think that um, that kind of those sort of lessons have helped you in your business as well, like with asking? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I've had some incredible support since I set up my business. Um, I went, I went to yeah. Worcester Uni and and did an entrepreneurial yeah. degree. But, and I completely okay. changed my business model. 
Um, but right. the help that I've had from the business community, which coming from a corporate world, when you actually step into running your own business, you realise there's this whole world of other SMEs, other entrepreneurs out there. And it's mm-hmm. such a supportive community. So, yeah, I've actually been really pleasantly surprised by how lovely and supportive the whole ecosystem of sort of startup businesses and, and that type of world is. So, yeah, it's I've had some amazing mm. support. I, I could read off a whole list of different people. But I w- what I will say, actually, is one of the most recent podcasts of yours that I listened to was Stuart Allen. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was one of the one of the first people that really helped me on the sales side of things, you right, know. And okay. he he very yeah. he very much said about you have to change your methodology, if you like, about sales. It's all about relationships, and it was it was a light bulb moment for me because coming from corporate world, it was completely yeah. different. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah I've, I've yeah. met some fantastic people and still still connect with them you know we've built relationships over these years so brilliant including yourself Dan yeah that's no, good yeah no, absolutely yeah yeah no it's uh it's good isn't it I think we're probably very lucky around here I mean I'm sure it's the same in other parts of the country but it seems like there's a good sort of uh thriving community of people that all want to help each other get along so uh, it's totally nice. Um, totally agree. So we, we, we you mentioned you, about the, sorry, yeah, I was just going to say you mentioned about um, Adrian Burden and, and Malvern Festival of Innovation um, earlier, and yeah. uh, that's something that I've been yeah. involved in for a number of years now. So I'm really excited actually because I'm I'm going to be there on the Tuesday for Schools Day, but I've also registered to come oh, yeah. to your podcast yeah. live. Uh, on the Wednesday, so oh, really nice looking one. forward Excellent. to that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, thank you. Excellent, excellent. That's good to know we got at least one audience member. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty more. <laughs> we'll go and do our thing. Well, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> we don't need any more. That's fine. <laughs> cool. So, uh, you know, I said in the intro, because um, you provided me with, uh, you know, your bio and everything about how you'd burnt out and got to this this point where, you know, you even considered taking your own life um, and everything. So can you tell us a bit about what led to that point? Oh, great question, Dan. Um, how long have we got? <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> as long as you like. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let me take you back. So my childhood, I mean, some people say, and, I, and I've heard you actually mention this, that some people have, have got like a silver spoon, are born with a silver spoon. Well, actually, I think that everybody has adversity and ups and downs in their life. Everybody, regardless of your status, mm-hmm. regardless of your gender, regardless of anything. And I think we all do. Yep, and and I, I had, I had a... You know, I, I grew up in a can- on a council estate in Redditch. Um, I started work at an early age. So at the age of 13, I was doing my first uh, paper round. Um, I went on to work in a factory when I was sort of 15. <laughs> I, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so like, when I look back on my childhood, yes, it, it was it was a happy childhood, but I had a number of things that happened in my life that helped me with resilience, um, and and I touch on okay. these in my book. Um, so, for example, one of one of my ditties in my book is called "Blood in the Swimming Baths," <laughs> and basically, mm. it's a story about how I broke my nose when I was at school, and uh, right. different things happened life as you grow up and and I think it does impact on who you are as an adult you know in relation to your resilience and your determination to keep going 
So, so that's a bit of background about my childhood. And then as I went up into adulthood, I had my children. My first son was born on the 20, when I was 21. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I have three delightful children. And, and that stage of my life was very sort of stable. Everything was going great. I had three yeah. lovely children, a lovely home. And then things happened yeah. and then I, and, and my marriage broke down and then I found myself homeless. Right. So I, I was listening to your right. recent podcast with Omri Shalom recently and about how yeah, he yeah. had been made homeless. And, and I found that really interesting because I could really relate. I, I found myself homeless with three children and uh, mm. basically wow. in a year... I moved house rental properties from one to another five times. Uh, wow, with three kids <laughs> on your own. With three kids, all young. Um, and so, yeah. you know, wow. that was a little bit unstable, both for me and for my children. And my, my main priority was always my children's education. So I always tried to stay local to Rubri. Um, but that was mm-hmm. a bit of a turbulent time in my life. But I think things like that build yeah. your character. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I've always yeah. seen myself. I've always seen myself as a strong and confident person. And then I, I, I sort of went through that period. Found found a really great job, which was in social housing. And uh, I was loving life, you know. I was a single mum with three kids. I brought my first house, and things were going great. And then as, as yeah. life happens, <laughs> um, yeah. there was a series of things that wasn't going great. So I right. basically had a mom who had a terminal illness, which was COPD, which is a lung disease. So I was trying to look after her. Right. I was trying to support my, mm-hmm. my eldest who was going through GCSEs and things. And like just generally mm-hmm. being a single mom, <laughs> as you do. And then I yeah. I, I yeah. felt successful at work that I'd managed to climb the ladder. So I was responsible for like four different service areas as a head of service. And that was mm-hmm. all going through restructure and uh, re you know, rebranding. We was moving lots of things around. And and I was just I just began to struggle, if I'm honest. Um, it it mm-hmm. wasn't great uh, to the point where, you know, I neglected my own health and well-being, which is something that I advocate. Everybody has to take responsibility for their own health and well-being. You know, it's with so mm-hmm. much on the news at the moment about mental health. You have to prioritise your own health and well-being. And for me... I, I just sort of I didn't I didn't basically I was I was very much overweight right, right. I was flitting from one thing to another uh, my diet was absolutely shocking uh, exercise was something <laughs> that I used to do at school you know it it yeah. just wasn't great yeah. and unfortunately um well I say unfortunately but actually now when I look back it it was a good thing. I had to leave my my job. So at the end of 2014, I left my job. My mental health did okay. deteriorate. Um, I do cover that in my book because, you know, it's, it's such a massive thing to understand about... Why, why, why did you have to leave the job? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just... Uh, we... As in, like, you lost your job or you had to leave for, for your own reasons? I, I just had to sort of take that decision to, to move on. I, I, I wasn't... Because uh, okay. I was such a highly functioning... Yeah, because I was such a highly functioning person and always strived to achieve the very best. So, for example, one of the teams that I was responsible for when I worked in housing, had achieved three stars with excellent prospects from the Housing Audit Commission. Now, that's one of the highest accolades you could get. And I was always used to sort of achieving at such a high level that when when my Mm -hmm. mental health deteriorated, I wasn't being the best leader that I could for the teams. 
you know, and I, I just felt that, right. you know, for my own health and well-being, I needed to go. And, and that, that was the decision I took. Right, okay. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, and then I had, I'd say another further six months whilst I was out of work where, you know, it wasn't just depression anymore. It was a ser- serious mental health issue. Uh, I tried medication. Okay. Right and different things and and it wasn't it just wasn't a really great time for me but then one Mm. day my son invited me out for a chat and uh you know for me to get dressed and go out the house was a huge thing and uh something Mm. happened that day but basically I just realized that actually I could find a purpose again and as, as a person that always okay. likes to give, right. I, th- I thought perhaps there's people out there that are in the same situation as me and that actually they can go on to mm-hmm. achieve better things. And, uh, you know, perhaps I could share my learning through my mental health journey to help others. So that's where my initial business idea came from. And that mm-hmm. was sort of mm-hmm. 2015. So, yeah, so all okay, of my right. business, basically, so, so that, Dan, is that, about that my personal development journey. Yeah, okay. So so that, that chat with your son was obviously quite a pivotal moment. Did he invite you out because he wanted to help you, you know, with, with the issues that you were facing at that time? Or, or was it sort of just happened to be that you went out and, and, and did something and that kind of... Because that sounds like quite a big moment. Yeah, it was a it was a huge moment to be honest, Dan. And uh, my son had has always sort of lived like as soon as he was old enough, he sort of he's lived all over the world. My son has, and that particular time he had returned. I think he'd just returned from Turkey at that time, actually, and he was staying with right. us for a while, and he could see obviously the person that I'd become and obviously he knew the strong person that and confident person that I that I was that I am um Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. you know he sort of gave me the motivation because you know your kids are your key motivator in life but mine are for me and uh -hmm. yeah when when your son says right come on we're getting up we're getting out then maybe that that just ignited something. Perhaps he, you know, it's not great that your eighteen-year-old son is having to do that. You know, however, I owe I owe him everything because you know that was a pivotal moment that has sparked many years after of, of really fantastic achievements with my business and things. So I'm very grateful to my son for that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, my kids are a lot younger than that still, but I know that, um, you know, if they say something to you or notice that you're kind of, I, I don't know, struggling or something, it's quite humbling, isn't it, when when your kids <laughs> say, you know, try to help you. So it's like, like the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, like you said about being humble, I'm very grateful to all of my kids, really, because obviously my younger daughter, um, Tilly, she she was very young, and so she's, you know, she's not potentially had the great best childhood of seeing me sort of uh, having that mental health sort of conditions, if you like. Um, whereas Chelsea mm-hmm. and, and Curtis are very much. Um, you know, seeing the strong person that I am. So, uh, yeah. It, yeah, sure. But, Tilly, but I think it's made Tilly more resilient as a result of it. She's a very independent young lady. In fact, very <laughs> very similar to me, I think. <laughs> Which yeah. I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, interesting. I, mean, it's, I was just going to say, like, uh, you know, what you said at the beginning about you know adversity and everything so you know I'm sure I'm sure it won't have caused any 
harm or anything and also you know you've you've turned things around and shown her what's possible and, and everything and that's the best thing you can do really isn't it well you're absolutely right and and, it, and it's learning learning from see people call things failures but I actually see it as an opportunity to learn to do something differently or to do things better or to do mm. things smarter you know and and I mm. hope that you know, me having my own business now shows, you know, that all of my children really, that they can achieve whatever they want to do if they put their minds to it. Uh, and and yeah. the same for, yeah, for other people, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's been a big motivator for me over the last few years, you know, changing career and everything. It was kind of like, I, you know, I want to do this to, to show them that it's possible and 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 you know make them believe that they can do anything as well because because the alternative is that you carry on doing something that you're you're not enjoying and you're not being the best version of yourself and and I guess you know people can use the kids as an excuse to not change in that situation can't they by saying (laughs) well I've got to do it for the family now I've got to earn the money and I've got to keep going even though I don't love it but I think it's I, I don't think that's a great example is it well, this is it. I mean, you know, some people enjoy going to work and working for others. But, you know, if you've got something that you're particularly passionate about and you really enjoy, whether that's a hobby that you could turn into a business or, you know, whether you're talented in IT or, you know, anything like that, if there's something you're particularly passionate about, how about just trying setting up your own business? You know, mm. there's so much about like the gig mm. economy uh, now, but mm. who knows? It, it could potentially turn into a successful business in its own right. And, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. ultimately, the responsibility for your business lies firmly with you. <laughs> When you when you got to that point, and you know you, you had that chat with your son and everything, I mean, not everyone at that point then thinks, okay, I'm going to start my own business. You know, a, a lot of people may think, right, <laughs> I'm going to get back on, you know, into a job and fi- try and find something that I enjoy and and build it up that way. Which obviously is a you know perfectly great way of doing it as well. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, and some people like yourself look at it and go, okay, I'm going to start my own business. What, why do you think you chose that route? Um, again, a great question. I think my recovery, so for example, during my recovery, I learned about the five ways to well-being. And so okay. I started following that, which I used to transform my life. So... Five Ways to Wellbeing is about connecting, taking notice, learning, getting active and giving back. So I structured my whole recovery around those five elements. And so I set myself goals for each of those things. And I was trying to find a way that I could achieve each of those goals in those different areas and working mm-hmm. for somebody <laughs> uh, or going back into the corporate environment wasn't necessarily letting me achieve my goals <laughs> that I wanted to achieve. Right. Um, okay. So the, the, the give back and the learn element of those five ways to well-being was where my business came from. Okay, right. So, you know, when you're working through things and you, you like, putting your ideas down and things like that, it sort of started organically like that. That's that's ultimately where my idea of a business came from. <laughs> okay, okay. So it was taking those steps and then looking at your kind of response to those steps and thinking, right, if I'm going to do this the way I want to do it, then it looks like having my own business is the way I need to do it. Where I need to structure it. Exactly, exactly that, Dan. Exactly that. To be honest, um, yeah. Okay. And what I would say is that people think that they can start a business and they're going to 
hit the ground running and they're going to have, you know, huge turnover. Theirs is the best idea yet. But actually, Mm -hmm. the... Running of your own business is a massive learning experience. And my business has evolved (laughs) massively, you know, both in terms of me recognizing that I needed to go and get my entrepreneurial degree so I could learn more about business. Um, In terms Mm. of how the pandemic has affected us. So previously I'd do face-to-face training And then through the pandemic, I diversified and did a lot of my training and coaching online, uh, which actually Mm -hmm. completely suits my lifestyle because my business is very much a a lifestyle business. So it just just fits in really nicely, really, if if that explains it okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. No, thank you. Um, so, okay, so w- once you'd kind of, you know, had this realisation that, you know, running your own business was the way to go, what were your next steps then? Was that the time when you went off to do your degree? Yeah, yeah. So, I, well, I, I, my first business I set up was Advance Events. And I thought, right, I'm going to hold okay. events that concentrate on people's well-being. That was my initial thoughts. And then Mm. what I fastly realised through doing my degree was actually it's more about giving people or enabling people, empowering people with the skills that they need to improve their well-being. So that's where it was sort of an organic process whereby training became my main focus. And I was getting asked to do a lot of training deliveries in housing associations, that type of thing. And uh, I quickly recognised that training was more, more of the sort of thing that people were looking at me for. Um, And I think people really loved the fact that I got my own personal story behind it. You know, I I had got the academic background, but I'd also got the real life experience of, you know, not feeling great, stopping in bed. You know, I've been through Mm -hmm. all of those symptoms so people can relate if you like. Um, So, yeah, yeah, so it was a personal discovery journey, really. Everything that I learned through um, information about resilience, emotional intelligence, how people manage change. Now, we've done incredibly well over the pandemic in terms of, you know, learning lots of new skills. But I think rewind a few years before that, you know, People stick traditionally in their comfort zones, whereas, you know, we've all grown massively and we're all learning to actually mm. live more in our stretch zone. And that's where the fantastic brilliance of people happen. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think if anything, I think it's given people an opportunity to actually press the pause button and question what they want from their lives rather than, you know, the the treadmill of going to work and, you know, dashing from here to there. And people have sort of been able to reflect, I think. That's that's the opportunity that we've been given from the pandemic and COVID in terms of what people want from their future. And I think starting up your business, Mm. starting up your own business is... Well, I mean, I, I look at you, Dan, and I think, you know, you've done so incredibly well with your videography business, you know, and our, the Thrive Free Counties events and everything that you do and all the value you add. You're, you're another example of, you know, it can be great to set up set up your own business. What do you think? Uh, well, yeah, well, thank you, first of all. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I love it personally. Like, I, you know, I... I it suits me down to the ground, really, uh, running my own business and everything. And and like you say, you feel like you're a bit more adaptable. But I, I guess it takes a while to get into that mindset and embrace that, really, because, you know, I still find 
at the time, it can be quite scary, you know, when things <laughs> change and you think, you know, especially at the beginning of the, you know, the lockdown and everything, and you're like, okay, what's going to happen here? But then it's when you look back on it, maybe, and you go, okay, right, I, I could see that I was able to change a bit and do this and that, and that's been a good thing. But I think at the time yeah. it can still be quite scary, but I, I think over time it probably gets a bit less so because you start to trust it and realise that, you know, each of these challenges and adversities that you face is, is an opportunity, like you say, but I think it just takes a bit of time to get to the point of realising that when you're actually in the moment of facing that challenge and that adversity. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, Dan. And that's where emotional intelligence can massively help you. So um, I, mm-hmm. I went on holiday and I read uh, Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury and Jean Greaves. And okay. it was such a, a life-changing book for me because, you know, yeah. how often do we hijack our own emotional well-being, you know? But we can actually control how we react to situations. So when you when you run a business, you know, you can have incredible highs where everything's going superbly. And then, you know, things can happen that are not so brilliant. And then it makes you question why you're there. But actually, if you reframe your mindset and think more about, okay, this hasn't gone great. How can we do it better for the next time? Or maybe we need to do something differently or maybe we need to outsource this to a more specific expert or reach out to your network and get help. So I think, you know, having those skills where you can be in charge of your emotions when you're running your own business is hugely important. So, um, Yeah. yeah, I think... The point is, is that it's it's your destiny. It's what you want from your life, but it can be hugely rewarding. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, but you, you're absolutely right. And it, it kind of works both ways, doesn't it? Like you can't get too carried away when things are going really well. And you can't get too carried away when things are going really badly either, I suppose. You, you've got to kind of remain pretty neutral in both situations, haven't you? Yeah, totally, totally. And actually, saying that, Dan, I, when I listened to um, Ian Woodley from Brand Stylo, I listened to his podcast yeah. interview with you, and he was talking about trusting your gut and you trusting your gut instincts. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's yeah, another yeah. skill. If if you're running your own business, you know, if something doesn't quite feel right, then maybe change it but reframe it in a positive. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very much a believer in yeah, I think trusting I... your gut instincts. <laughs> yeah, it's hard though, Some, you know, sometimes, isn't it, to do that because you your brain takes over and <laughs> you start overthinking things and you're up all night worrying about it and uh, all the rest of it. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I heard something once, uh, uh, you know, one of these kind of, sayings that said something like um your head has all the questions but your heart has all the answers <laughs> oh i like that i like that where did you hear that oh, i can't remember one of those uh who knows linkedin uh, <laughs> whatever instagram i don't know somewhere <laughs> you know um but yeah I think, I think that's that's a good thing to try and remember but um yeah, I mean it's 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 difficult, isn't it? It's not it's not easy this this thing that we 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 do. But the you know the 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 advantages of it for for us are, are great, aren't they? If if we're that way inclined, anyway, to to run our own business, and you know, and it's not for everyone. I don't think it needs to be for everyone, and I don't think it should be for everyone. Yeah. But um, if it is, then it's uh, it's it's great. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Dan. Um, I mean, when I was 
going through my recovery, I, I had a real thirst for knowledge. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. a number of books that people recommended that I needed to read. So Stuart Allen actually mentioned about the seven habits of highly effective people in his podcast interview. Oh, with yeah. And I, I read That's that. That was a fantastic <laughs> Uh, but there's the chimp paradox, um, which was another mm-hmm. one that was highly recommended from uh, Professor Steve Peters. That was a brilliant. So I became almost like an encyclopedia <laughs> of all these different <laughs> personal development things in a bid to sort of get myself well. Um, there's yeah, the resilience yeah. club. Resilience Club from Angela Armstrong, uh, practicing right. mindfulness, um, mindfulness from Professor Mark Williams. So I, you know, that all of those things are what I train in now. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I learned what, so much. Yeah. What what what's the kind of key to that that moment though, where you? you know, like you said, you're at that crossroads and at that point, you know, you either decide to build things back up or or you don't. I mean, what's the key? Because in that moment, you haven't read all this stuff and had all this training and all this support and everything. So you're, you, you know, you're still in that kind of space that's got you to that point. So at that moment, how do you trigger that sort of positive response instead of carrying on with 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 a negative response because that's surely quite hard if you've you know now you know all this stuff and you've read all these books it's like okay this is what I need to do I need to respond this way but at that point you hadn't do do you see what I mean yeah I do Dan and and if I had the answer in the words of sort (laughs) of uh, (laughs) the uh Del what is it who are they the trotters um, I, yeah. <laughs> Dalboy, be a millionaire. Um, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> However, what I yeah. would say is that it's about taking step by step. So for me, I I had help. I spoke to the Samaritans. Um, mm-hmm. I accessed Minds, which is another fantastic mental health charity, and I. I went along to a couple of workshops actually in Kiddyminster and just learning about learning how to breathe, learning how to control my panic attacks, all of those things. So, you know, it wasn't an overnight success, but no. I think the fact it was more of a journey, and I know that's really cliche, but it is <laughs> because, because I, you know, I, I'm so much hopefully <laughs> and you'd have to ask other people but i hopefully i'm i'm a better person for coming out the other side if that makes sense yeah yeah no i'm i'm absolutely sure you are and and well done i mean it's a big that's a hell of a journey <laughs> and everything so uh, <laughs> um we'll get to your book in a minute because that's uh, if anyone's listening to this on the day that this comes out your book also comes out on this very day so that's quite exciting but You've also got your podcast as well. So let's talk about podcasting because when when did you uh, start podcasting? Well, actually, I, do you know, I started that and now, well, this is the 1st of October when this goes out. So I started it August 2020 and it was basically mm-hmm. me doing my podcast episodes and then I reached out to yeah. my network and you was one of the one of my very first guests. So I'm very grateful f- to you, What's Dan, uh, for believing <laughs> in Yeah, and for, I really appreciate it because you believed in 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 you know podcasts and the benefits that it brings. So that's when it started. And then at right. August this year, so 2021, I'd been doing a whole year, so I've got 56 episodes. I've had 45 yeah. amazing guests. Um, mm-hmm. I, I cover business startup. I have an education week, a housing week, 
a well-being week. So um, actually, at the end of August, I did a massive celebration to thank all of the fantastic oh, cool. guests I'd had. And yeah, I was going yeah. to take a break so that I could concentrate on my next huge achievements, which is the launching of my book, which I'm super, super excited about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you, so you're taking a break now from the podcasting for a bit, or are you, you carrying on? So 2021, I'm looking yeah. to bring back my podcast, but I'm doing it in a different way. So... Whereas before mm-hmm. I've had sort of, there'd be more one-on-one conversations. I'm looking in 2021 mm. to do it as um, in a conversation with. So I'm hoping to okay. bring back some some of my guests that I've had previously and also mm-hmm. some new people and shape mm-hmm. it around um, sort of each... Each of those topics, so education, housing, well-being and business, so shaping it around those topics, but doing it more about sharing experience from the guest's perspective. So I'm going to be the host. Um, So, yeah, so, but there's more about that to come early in January 2021. (laughs) So watch the space. (laughs) You mean 2022, I guess. 2022 yes sorry well done that you picked well done that you picked me up on that one Dan no worries uh cool so um I mean because you know some people have said to me like you know why you know why are you doing a podcast and everything and and what have you found to be the benefits of of doing a podcast another great question Dan um now I've always been a networker. I enjoy going out, meeting new people, finding out about what they do, learning about what they tick. And I think that's the whole emotional intelligence. You know, as I was learning about emotional intelligence, I've become more and more interested in it. So I I have always been a people person, but I think Mm. as I've learned more about emotional intelligence, I love to... I just I just love to learn about people. So doing a podcast, I hope it's sort of added value to, to my customers. But ultimately, I enjoy it because I get to learn about people and what they do and what experience they've had. Because, you know, Marie Jenkins does interpersonal skills training, but that's just one mm-hmm. part of me. I love cycling. I've got... You know, I've mentioned my kids already. Uh, I'm just looking across the room here and I've got my little dog, Bourbon, sitting on the seat. My husband and I love cycling and camping. So there's lots of different layers to me. And, you know, when you're starting out in a business, you know, you talk to one person about that. But actually, I think it's Alison Cotton says, it's not who's in the room, it's who they know. Mm, and, yeah, yeah, sure. you know, I think, I think from that perspective, you know, I started my podcast as a way of sort of adding value to my customers ultimately, but also as a way of networking mm-hmm. and building relationships with other business contacts. I, I'm interested, Dan, yeah, what was yeah, your okay. sort of, uh, what was your driver for your podcast? Uh, it's quite similar, really, in a way. I mean, uh, like... I, the same as you like I love talking to people about business and and finding out about their journeys and everything so that was probably a you know a personal reason for doing it um and from a business point of view I saw it as a, a good way to like you say to network to meet more people you know I've I've already made a lot of great new contacts and getting the chance to sit down with people and actually talk to them for an hour is a lot better than you know maybe just meeting them for you know a networking event or something like it's kind of that you know going going deeper rather than going wider type thing I suppose getting to know fewer people but really well um and so yeah I you know obviously I put all this time into it because I hope it's going to you know help with my business as well there's no point in sort of 
denying that. <laughs> that's that's obviously a, yeah. a big part of it. But um, the giving back thing as well. Like, I mean, you know, I've had a few people who've got some business as a result of being on the podcast, and I, you know, I absolutely love that. Like when I hear that someone's you know heard them on on the show and and booked them or inquired with them about something that's amazing um and that kind of keeps me keeps me going with it but yeah I I, I really enjoy it as well so (laughs) yeah I I totally get it and uh, what I would say to to anybody who's starting out like you look on LinkedIn and some people and and I I'm guilty of this myself you've got all of these contacts but actually, it's about, and Stuart Allen says this in his podcast interview with you, it's about relationships. Business is about relationships. It's about people buying from people. And so, mm-hmm. yes, so it's it's okay when you start your business, if you think, you know, you've got to get it out there and get your brand out there and you make all these connections. But from there, you need to be able to move on and, like you said, go what did you say wider rather than or deeper rather than wider <laughs> no, yeah 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 go go deeper rather than rather, rather than wider that's a bit of a tongue twister <laughs> but uh, yeah there's uh, you know they say you can you can either go you know 100 miles wide and 1 inch deep or you can go you know 100 miles deep and 1 inch wide kind of thing so uh, i think that goes for for everything not just not just, you know, networking, getting to know people, but also, you know, people say that in terms of sort of niching your business and, and that side of things, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> we should, um, well, that, we should that's talk the about top- your book. I was just, I was just going to say, we, we discuss about niching in our interview when you was a guest um, on my podcast, Dan, and I think if you're starting a that's business, right, yeah. it's a good idea to look at niches. Because you've got a very distinctive niche. That's right. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it because it's changed things quite dramatically for me. So, uh, yeah. But um, your book. Let's talk about that. What What made you decide to uh, to do that? Because that's a big commitment. So I think I'd been inspired because there was lots of things on the TV about people writing their own books. And I thought, I've learned so much and I can share this, but I wanted to do it in a way that people could get a feel for who I am. So, you know, a lot there's a lot of academics out there that write these books about uh you know a certain topic and they go really in depth and and yes i you know i've read most of them <laughs> in my personal development and recovery and i've already mentioned a number of them today whereas in my book i wanted people to think that actually i'm just an ordinary person like you and you know i thought i wanted to open up and sort of share a bit about my personal experiences in them situations so people can relate to you more so I thought right so I started off with an idea and then I thought where do I go from here (laughs) and then Kathy Scott from Hands On at Work said do you know Vicky Fraser from Moxie Books and I was like okay and she said basically she can help you she can help you stop the procrastination and help you get that book done. So I thought, right, that sounds just what I need. <laughs> so I started with with that, basically. Vicky, Vicky Fraser really helped me get structure and get my ideas down and basically shape the whole thing. Uh, and then every cool. week, as if by magic, I would sit down and start a chapter at a time and just work my way through it. And so it's probably been about right. probably the whole of the lockdown, really, in the making. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well. it's given me time to reflect in between, which I think's been really important as well. Um, so now I've got yeah. yeah, it's out today. I've had uh, Steve Pitt, graphic designer, has done the most phenomenal 
book design for me, which I think will help it stand out on a bookshelf. Um, cool. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm really delighted. But obviously the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm just waiting to see how, how it's received, what people think, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. So it's, I mean, the it's thing scary I've, the thing and I've exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The thing I've always been uh, told about books is that generally people don't make a lot of money from the actual book. There are some that do, obviously, but the real, the real benefit of it is the you know the kind of credibility that it adds to you and your business and everything, everything that comes from that. You know, with more people looking to book your services, you know, I don't know, have you as a speaker and all of that side of things. Is that kind of your expectations as well? Uh, great question. And the person that sort of, um, explained a good example to me was Lucy Barkas from 3WH. Mm-hmm. She's the author of Leader yeah. X. And, and she basically yeah. said to me, her book yeah. is like her calling card. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. she's used in an author. And I know actually is Lucy coming on the Festival of Innovation. Is she on your podcast live? Is she? She is, in, she is indeed. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So people might find out more about Leader <laughs> X there. But yeah, Le- Lucy was saying to me that that was her purpose behind a book. Now, with me, mm-hmm. I'm keeping an open mind. Um, it, it's there to sort of quantify why I do what I do. I hope it shows that I'm passionate about helping people. And if it's more successful than that, then fantastic. Who knows? It's it's an adventure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, to hear everything that you've, you know, that you've done and and built yourself up and uh, and everything to get to this point of releasing a book. I mean, uh, that's pretty cool. So, um, it's probably what's it called a segue a good segue into saying uh, that it should now be available on kindle i guess and amazon at this point and uh, probably your favorite local independent bookshops <laughs> maybe um, hopefully and people should yeah. go and pick up a copy and look we've uh, we've we've just about we're just about to smash through an hour of uh, of conversation which has gone very quickly <laughs> as these things tend to <laughs> Um, so thank th- you know thank you so much for for your time for coming on and everything. Um, your website once again is advanceyourwellbeing.co.uk. Your books out everywhere now. We hope as of today, <laughs> you're you're pretty active on the LinkedIn, so people can come find you over there. You're on Twitter, Advance Well UK. You're on Facebook. You're on YouTube. You're on Instagram. You're pretty much everywhere. <laughs> omnipresent. Uh, and also, people should pick up your your podcast, um, which is available on. Uh, well, you you publish via Anchor, don't you? And then it's on I Spotify do. and Apple as well. And it's called the Secret Diary of Mary Jenkins, forty seven plus, which is a excellent uh, title. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Um, it's, but, did I say that the book is called Burnout? too bold uh, I've oh talked yes a lot yeah, about I, it. I mentioned yeah no so I mentioned it in the uh, in the intro but uh not in the outro so yeah there we go burnout to bold which is uh, another good name thank so, you yeah. Dan it's no, been a um, joy ah, no thank you really really appreciate it and uh you know good luck with uh the book and 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 the new podcast uh format in 2022 and uh and everything looks like uh you know you, you're just getting getting started in a way so uh, which uh, I think is the sign of 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 people kind of you know always always progressing and and learning and developing like it always feels like you're starting doesn't it and I, I know you haven't just started but it kind of should always feel like that in a way I think shouldn't it absolutely absolutely and I'm super excited because I shall come and see you next week at uh, the podcast live at Malvern Festival of Innovation with Adrian Burden. So good luck for that, Dan. I shall be in the audience rooting you on. (laughs) Thanks very much. I appreciate it. I'll see you then. Take care, Marie. Thanks, Dan. 
You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.